in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a podcast that always breaks for black cats when they cross our path. My name is Greg. And I'm Jimmy's McGee. And on today's episode, we are continuing our look at horror anthologies with a little film from 1990 entitled Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Gonna be good. But before we get going, let me remind our listeners out there that we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. A podcast that includes such great shows as... Tundiculous. Yes, I realize our brethren, we were pronouncing their name wrong. I am so sorry, guys. It is Tundiculous. And the newly announced, newly added Forever Bogus podcast, mm-hmm. which we've actually had an opportunity to record with them on a separate podcast. Great guys. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. Fun um, and a bun, man. Fun uh, and a bun. Absolutely fun and a bun. Uh, you can check them out at boomhowdy.com. Or if you're like myself and you like to listen to us on the go, Search for us, uh, Boom Howdy, through your iTunes or Stitcher app, and when we download the latest episode, it'll go directly into your player of your choice. And directly into your ears for all your your, auditorial stimulation. All your aural needs, we take care of them here. (laughs) And I know before we got going, you also wanted to do a little plugging for a local event here, correct, Gene? Yes. Um, June 7th at the Holy Cow Market up on 3109 Gillum Road, we're having the Merry Xmas 2 Summer Sleigh. It's going to be... Love it. I know, it's pretty awesome, right? Um, it's going to be a craft fair, a horror-themed craft fair. So there's going to be like um, Patrick Hart's going to have like all of his cool sculptures. There's going to okay. be we're going to be selling T-shirts. There's going to be like a person who knits scary stuff. Just all kinds of fun little horror crafts. So I, you know, honestly, crafts and horrors go really well together to me, mm-hmm. just in terms of knitting needles. Come on, there you go. The shape got one in his neck. Mm-hmm. If it's good enough for the shape, it's good, it's good enough, enough for, for us all. Yeah. So what, who else is going to be there? I know um, Atomic Cotton. There we friends go. Of the show absolutely. Uh, there's going to be um, Demon Monkey Crafts. Um, they got a lot of cool shit. I just love the name. <laughs> right. Um, ob- observe the absurd. Um, they do uh, felt things and like other stuff. It's felt things. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> it's it's really it's in some puppets. It's it's oh cool, it's crazy. Okay, even um, better. But they're all local. Uh, it's all horror themed and it's all free. Nice. You know, so you just come on in. And if you've never been to Holy Cow, it's a pretty cool place. They've got. Oh, I'm just records, just mm-hmm. the most weird antique, just the most random stuff you could mm-hmm. find yeah. that you'll like. Yeah, is the thing. And there's going to be something for everybody there. So and so, it's June seventh from noon to five. Nice. Yeah. Hope to see everyone out there. If you do, so, you know, say hi to us. We'll yeah, definitely be hey. repping mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare Junkhead. Um, so we started looking at these horror anthologies a few mm-hmm. episodes back, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to cover as many as we can there's a lot out there there's a whole stew of them out there and i think the biggest challenge is not necessarily finding the good ones but you know taking the time out to rewatch them and appreciate or say man this is some bullshit you know (laughs) (laughs) because the one we're talking about tonight tales uh tales from the dark side the movie has unofficially been called by tom savini Mm -hmm. creep show three and romero and romero yes Now, the unfortunate thing is, they say it's unofficial because... Because there is an official Creep Show 3, and it's fucking bonkers. See, I have not seen it, <laughs> but you have, correct? Yeah, once. And, Wh- I, uh, and I was like, no. Not even worthy of a rewatch? No. I mean, basically, if I had to, like, if like, dude, we're going to do Creep Show 3, you got to watch it. Man, fuck. <laughs> I guess if we're going to talk about it, I guess I got to watch it. Because I own it, and I can't sell the fucker. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I can't. I No. I, like, you know how, like, um, GameStop and all sure, the other places sure. will buy your DVDs? They're like, no, nah, we don't want this one. We'll give you a dollar just to get it out of the store. Right. You know, it's that bad. Now, there's, like, maybe two or three cool scenes, 
but the wraparound story doesn't work. The effects aren't there. The acting isn't, you know. I mean, you can tell they tried, but at the same time, it's like. Mm. Yeah, intent only goes so far, unfortunately. Right. Sometimes the execution does need to yeah. be there. That's unfortunate because yeah. Creepshow has the name itself. Such a pedigree behind Absolutely. It, you know? So that's a shame to see the official Creepshow 3. To be shit-tacular. But, but you know, in, uh, we, we, we get, though this the right. unofficial right. creep show three which tales from the dark side of the movie is pretty dope it is pretty dope and then, you know what it should be creep show three because it's not quite comic booky but yet it's quality there's some ec comic-esque mm-hmm. things going oh, yeah. on there especially with the cat uh, mm-hmm. episode but before we go into the movie um tales from the dark side existed as a television show much like uh tales from the crypt as just you know a weekly horror, horror anthology yeah and I'll, I'll be honest i was a tales from the crypt guy not yeah. necessarily an apologist but it was just one of those things that i would always sought that out i never watched tales from the dark side the tv show no 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 i'm still very much a virgin in that oh, in that aspect man. It was some good shit. I used to watch it. It used to come on like Saturday nights. And then uh, it came on like Saturday nights at like six. And then right after that was another horror anthology called Monsters. And that was an old Monsters of the Week show. And I do remember it was, that was always, It was always a monster. Tales from the Dark Side, though. There was monsters, sci-fi, psychological horror, comedy, just... It gave you the full gamut of yes. what you would want to experience. Mm-hmm. And there was some fucking quality shit on there, man. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's some episodes still that still stick in my brain like 20 years later. Wow. Yeah. And see, the thing I remember, and we talked about it off air before, is the theme song. Oh, yeah. That's such a creepy. Very boom, creepy. Boom, boom, and you will have heard that uh, mm-hmm. as the episode started because we're plugging that one in there. But it really sets an interesting mood yeah. feel for ostensibly what is just a television show. Yeah. And this is long before The Walking Dead was mm-hmm. on TV. You know, horror on TV was not a really well-received commodity. No. Because uh, now there's like 10 horror-themed shows. Back then, there was Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt, The Hitcher, and... No, The Hitchhiker. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Sorry, and, love that one. And then Monsters, and that was it. Maybe now and then you'd have like Freddy's Nightmares for a season. Oh, God, uh, the Friday the 13th show. Which had nothing to do. And now, it would... You know what? Here's my theory on the Friday the 13th show. Wild Dungeons! But... It, if it didn't say Friday the 13th, if it wasn't called that, if it was called something else, sure. I think it would have picked up more steam. I think the problem with it, they're like, this has nothing to do with Friday the 13th. Right. This well, is bullshit. It's the same thing, unfortunately, that Halloween 3 ran into. Yeah. You know, people yeah. wanted Michael Myers, and, and they couldn't actually see what a great movie it was. Right. They couldn't appreciate it because they were, they, were, they wanted it to be what it said it was going to be. And to be fair, though... If it does say something along the lines of Friday the 13th... You're expecting Jason at some point in time instead of like a a cursed antique shop. Wait, I'm all for it. It was cool. Yeah. No, it was... Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was... There was some cool-ass episode. There was some like dark themes and some scary shit in that show. But at the same time, you had to first get past... uh, Where's Jason? Where's Jason? Where's Camp Crystal Lake? What is going on here? Right. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, So, the uh, Tales from the Dark Side... um, it eventually segued into a movie because at that point we had Creepshow. We had Creepshow 2. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other horror movie anthologies that had Nightmares. Um, oh, God, Nightmares. With Estevez. Yes. Estevez, yeah. Yes. Um, there was one called, I think, The Willies. No, wait. wait with did, Donkey Lips. Did Nightmares, did that have the segment with the video game? And that was that was Nightmares. That was Nightmares? Yeah. Oh, God. The, Willy, the Willies was one with Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts where he played this, like, almost, like, 
bully type person that would whose hobby was to rip the wings off of flies Ooh. and then put him in like weird dioramas and shit and watch him die and so then finally he gets comeuppance by these giant flies that rip off his arms and put him in a diorama. That's twisted. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. It, it was. It's weird. It it's is super weird. But at the same time, I was like, mm, "This is kind of cool," you and, know. And that's to me the good horror anthology has a great mix of maybe your gore, mm-hmm. your suspense, your yeah. monsters, uh-huh. but just gives and you a, always comeuppance. Oh, I, oh no. that's the key for a good anthology. The guilty will be punished yes. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, beyond the grave, whether it's supernatural, <laughs> someone's going to, you know, they're yeah. going to get what's theirs, which yeah. is I kind of like that. Um, but it's it's basically it's it's you're going to a really cool buffet. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little bit of this, a little bit of this. Yeah. You're not over you're not overindulging on anything. Right. And it gives you a chance to really taste everything, and if you dig it, you can explore it Watch further. It and if you don't like it, just wait 20 minutes and it'll be over. That's the best thing about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Which is really nice. Now, what's interesting with Tales from the Crypt, uh, excuse me, Tales from the Dark Side, is you only get three segments. Well, I guess four if you include the little boy's story. Because it does actually have kind of a... An, a, a wraparound. It does. Yeah. Um, but so did part two, Creepshow 2. That's true. Yeah. Can, that's true, actually. Because yeah, it had right. the raft, Chief Woodenhead, Chief Woodenhead, the raft, and the hitchhiker. Yeah, thanks for the ride, lady. Which we... <laughs> yes. Say it there, lady. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for the ride, lady. My niece. Oh, God. <laughs> thanks for the ride, lady. I don't know if I told you, my, my niece, we were... Uh, did I say it on the last uh, show? The, yeah. Okay, That cool. was great. No. Okay. Your, your niece is... She's... We're, we're molding... You're molding her well, my friend. <laughs> I she try. She's going to be a wonderfully contributing member of society here. <laughs> um, so the uh, the... the Tales from the Dark Side starts off with the story of this little boy, and I love the first shot, though. It looks like just like, it's like idyllic, happy, suburban, and this lovely. little suburban mom is just driving, and she even waves to the priest, and the priest is like, see you next Sunday, you know, and like, it's, it's, yeah. And then you get into her home, and she opens up this door, and you get this little boy in a dungeon, which is just kind of a great way to open a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not smiling at that point and mm-hmm. going, hmm, where is this going to take us? Yeah, we're in for some shit if there's Absol- a boy in a dungeon. And the best part is the the lady is played by Deborah Harry. Yeah, Blondie. Which you gotta love. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's got, to me, good horror cred from Videodrome, mm-hmm. for the most part. But seeing her like that, which is just wonderful. Yeah. And the little boy is Matthew Lawrence. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. And he excuse whoa uh little brother of joy uh and he's stuck in this uh cell and she's gonna eat him she's basically a witch yeah and it's almost gonna, like hansel and gretel it's very much hansel and gretel she keeps feeding her cookies to make him like fat so they can eat for like a big dinner party yep yeah and then he eventually he finds her uh, this book falls through it's her favorite book it's tales from the dark side mm-hmm. and he just starts reading aloud these stories and that's how we're introduced into all the segments like um i'm i know i'm gonna fuck up this pronunciation like um the tales of schlitzer's aid from arabian nights I couldn't. You're getting a little too highbrow for me, man. <laughs> so basically, in the tales of Schlitter's Aid or Schlitter's Aid or Schlitterbond. Schlitterbond. Yeah, the tales from basically from tales from Schlitterbond is like this uh, sultan kidnaps this princess, and he's gonna like you know present his husband bulge, and <laughs> she, is, is that what they call it now? The right, husband bulge, right? He's gonna make it rub the lamp, but. <laughs> but she doesn't want to with you know obvious of course right so she's like okay well first let me tell you the stories um before we do this and then that becomes the whole tales of arabian nights like all the stories That's are cool. her That's telling cool. her so she can it's a like, great framing device yeah yeah so it's kind of like like arabian nights and it's a, it's a nice callback to that so we get our first story which is called lot 249 
And holy shit, this is such a great way to start, I think, because mm-hmm. number one, the actors involved, quality actors, man. That's the first thing when I was re- re- re-watching this, I was like, oh my god, that, that's Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's Chris. Hey, is that Julianne, Julianne Moore? Moore? Yeah. Oh my god, and the, all three of them are protagonists, not, not protagonists, but characters in this piece, and it's basically, I like, it's in a college setting, mm-hmm. very, very competitive, academic, yeah. uh, you get throwing around words like thesis and uh, uh, you've got the grants out there, dissertations, which just brings the hairs on my back thinking about all that stuff because I've gone through that. And let me tell you, it's, it is a cutthroat you know, world out there, which is very true to it. But it's, uh, it's the story of uh, a graduate student named uh, Bellingham, played by Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. uh, and he feels like he's been cheated. And he has been. Very much so, yeah. because they basically took his... Uh, took the credit for his work, and it's basically funding this grant. And then they uh, framed him for stealing for from stealing. his job. And it's Julianne Moore playing... Um, a bitch. Very much so. But I love her character because she's such a good manipulator. Yeah. And she's basically, she's like, I can use sex mm-hmm. to get what I want from Buscemi's character. Mm-hmm. And it's so presumptuous, and you're just like, boo! <laughs> you know, you just want to, you're just like, oh, what a foul uh, person. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, Buscemi's character gets this crate. Uh, it's called Lot 249. Lot 227. What's in there? A mummy. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I actually remember a long time ago, there was a show similar to uh, 227, um, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was not that at all. And I remember way, staying up really late to like four in the morning. It was on USA, the USA Network, way, way, and this is way back in the day. And it was just so disappointing when I finally got to the 4 a.m. showing, and it wasn't uh. what I was expecting. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking. Um, but in lot 249, we have a mummy. And here we go. We've got an awesome mummy story. Mm-hmm. You never really see... In, in terms of the Universal Monsters... You don't see mummy stuff. We never see... Except for... Um, Brandon St- Fraser's mummy. Brandon, yes, which yeah. I kind of like. Dug I know, I, I know. I liked the first one. The first one was good. Then it just kind of like trailed from Did that, it? But the first one was good. But I can only think of that. Uh, Monster Squad, mm-hmm. where you get a mummy. Mm-hmm. But honestly, he seems like the most underrepresented of the Universal Monsters. There was a mummy in Transylvania 6500 or 65,000, 6, wasn't there? Because it was like, <laughs> the mummy's got boobs or something like that. that I, was see, like, well, that's the thing. The only thing I really remember for that movie is Gina Davis's, that low-cut <laughs> little outfit she's wearing. Yeah. It's her little vampire. Gina Davis is a treat. She, I wish she would get more work. I always liked Gina Me Davis. Me too. Between that, um, Earth Girls are easy. Oh, and, and Long Kiss Goodnight. Charlie is a badass. Oh, in that film. yeah, she is. Oh. She is an ass kicker. That's a that's a whole nother genre. That's there. a nerd yeah, nostalgia. That, that is a nerd nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> looking at that. Um, but I like mm-hmm. the fact that we do get a mummy story, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's un- he's um, he's unwrapping them, he's breaking them down, he's digging into his mm-hmm. his innards, and you get that great callback several times of Christian Slater saying it smells like rotten, rotten flowers. flowers. Yeah, which and what is what does that smell like? I don't know. Probably like. Does it have like a you know a floral boutique, but just off like rancid? Or? Like like Amy said, potpourri. Potpourri, yeah, it's rotten flowers. Fucking, that's true. Yeah. They've been out, that's, right? So that's interesting. Maybe, yeah. but like three thousand year old potpourri, which is probably stank. <laughs> it's probably, probably fucking stank. And then the great thing I liked it is Steve Buscemi was saying how they mummified. They said, well, they first they take a hook and they pull the brains out, and then they open up, take out the guts and stuff with flowers and spices. And you're like, okay, that's a cool little lesson. I wonder if that's going to play into. We- we call that Chekhov's, uh, you know, mummification, <laughs> if you will. You're right. Because hmm, foreshadowing much? Oh, yeah. does that 
come back in a major way because he's basically able to revive the mummy to carry out his wishes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, gruesome mayhem occurs. And I will say with this movie, I'd forgotten there's some good gore in it. Well, because you know who did it. It's Savini, right? No. No, is no it? it was Dick Smith. Okay. And Greg Nicotero. Nicotero, that's yeah. right. There we go. Yeah. The, oh, God. Because you got Dick, I mean, Dick Miller. You already have Dick Miller, and then who's fucking phenomenal. Right. And then you have uh, Nicotero, who, who, a young Nicotero. I was going to say, that's when he was still cutting his teeth mm-hmm. and really yeah. getting, he was, that was part of, before they uh, formed K&B. No, it was K&B. It was it still mm-hmm. K&B. It was so, probably just like one of the first oh, K&Bs. that's even better then. Yeah, because I noticed that during the credits, like, dude, it's Nicotero, you know? So... It's, and, uh, there's something to be said about we grew up in that age where we really identified those gore guys. You know, they actually were they were characters within the film itself. Yeah. You know, their creations. And like, it's always like cool when you like look back or like back in the day when you're like creature effects by Stan Winston. You're like, oh, I'm in for some shit. Now. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. So. Did you see Rick Baker announced his retirement today? Oh, boo. Yeah. Speaking of special effect guys from back in the day uh, that shaped our youth. Yeah. But, you know, he left a great legacy. Holy shit. That's a whole nother episode. Absolutely. Right the Rick Baker. I, I will promise our listeners this. We will definitely do an episode entirely, just devoted entirely to the special effects guys. Yeah. Right? Because, good Lord, you know, we talk about the, the term gore hounds mm-hmm. and things. Those are the guys that made us seek that stuff out. Right. Um, but, yeah, we actually, the mummy does get his first kill is debraining this one guy with, with a wire hanger. Oh, like which fucking is, mummy dearest, man. My- <laughs> no more wire hanger. <laughs> It's so nasty. It's so gnarly. And it's just you, the best part about it is you don't necessarily see it. Right. But it's, it's, one, all of those, Im- it's one of those implied yes. ones. And then you just see brains in a, in a like, just that just splatters. splatters. Yeah. Oh, such it's, a great effect. It's good. Uh, but this one is very interesting because this one I really felt felt like a creep show mm-hmm. um, segment. Yeah. Um, especially the next one that we'll the get into. The next one is the one that I'm like, this is a creep, creep show, show movie. Um, yeah. But like you said, ultimately, uh, they confront him. Uh, there's that great scene, and it's uh, it was kind of like uh, misdirection in the trailer when you see Christian Slater with that electric knife, mm-hmm. the carver. When I first saw the trailer, I remember seeing the trailer. I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy in this one. But no, he's not. He's actually technically... Kind of the hero. He really is. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up like going to town on right. the mummy. Just- Which is like really cool because like everybody like back in the day, you're like... Pfft. Fucking the mummy. You right. can take care of him easily. And Christian Slater's like, well, yeah, you Let can. Let me show you how you do yeah, this. You kind of can take it very easily. So. You like the white meat, the dark meat. You know, I mean. <laughs> I'll get, we'll get carved. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to town on him, cleans him up. And he basically has Buscemi's character like, you know, don't do this, this and that. And he gets away. And there's that great Creepshow-esque twist where Julianne Moore and her boyfriend are killed. And Christian Slater gets a knock on the door. He's like, oh, what's going on here? And there they are. Yeah. Mummified, mummified and, and zombified and gonna get them yeah which is and it's a great wrap up on mm-hmm. it uh because you ultimately are like oh shit like christian slater's character was again wasn't necessarily a bad guy right and the fact that he gets he it, gets it yeah and buscemi gets away but he was like that gray area both him and buscemi were like neither of them were 100 percent good and neither of them were 100 percent bad right so that's that like Hmm. Well, it's interesting because it's young Buscemi. <laughs> Which is creepier, Buscemi. Oh, man. He, I'll, I'll give him credit. He could have 
not embraced the fact that he he's just creepy. Was a very specific kind of a character <laughs> actor, but he goes with it yeah. and just it just makes all of the performances he does, whether it's like this or Trees Lounge, mm-hmm. so good. He's just a good actor. He really is, and that's the thing about this movie. They just have good actors. Well, and you think about the first Creep Show, you had like um, Leslie Nielsen, yeah, um, Hal Hallbrook, uh-huh. good actors, Adrian yeah, yeah, and so they were able to bring in high caliber people mm-hmm. for this movie, and so mm-hmm. it really starts uh, the the, the the movie off well it's good gore mm-hmm. it's a monster it's a good story love it absolutely yeah. absolutely but that takes us to our second one which is which is my favorite it's the one that's the most creep showy in because it's like you, you see because it's directed by romero this is yeah this is the yeah. romero and you can see the colors and the flashbacks that romero likes to have in like his creep show movies this to me solidifies the unofficial creep show three yeah, so. absolutely. So, uh, second, uh, it's called Cat from Hell. Mm-hmm. And it's all it is is a guy tracking down and trying to kill a cat, mm-hmm. which sounds very mousetrapian. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like something out of a cartoon. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really liked about this this particular segment was it, the cartoony feel it yeah. had. I, was, I even mentioned, I thought, like, without knowing Romero had directed it, I was like, man, this could be easily like a Joe Dante right. kind of style. It's because it's, it's wacky. It is very wacky. Yeah. Uh, but it's got, number one, <laughs> it features David Johansson, <laughs> which is just... <laughs> Buster Poindexter. You know, if you're not feeling hot, hot, hot after seeing this episode, <laughs> it's just, and, it, and also, the, so it's basically, there's an um, old man played by uh, William Hickey, which... <laughs> 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 he's you 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 know him yeah because you've seen him he's the old crotchety grandpa in uh christmas vacation uh-huh the blessing. the blessing he is that guy he's playing this old eccentric millionaire who hires a hitman played by uh, david johansson to kill a black cat and that's really all you need to know about this segment because it's so weird well it's written it's by so- stephen king of course it was. Cause, and yeah, so it's written by Stephen King, so you know like some weird shit's going to happen. So, And it's truly weird because mm-hmm. part of it is told, it's two parts. There's a flashback in which, in which you see the cat kill uh, the, uh, the old man's family. And it's really weird because the cat is killing them. Yeah. But it does... It does lay this the the question of maybe they he maybe the cat did or maybe it didn't mm-hmm. until the very end yeah, until the very end then you're like there's no fucking doubt that's an evil cat it's a crazy evil cat because this is where I was <laughs> I was shocked when what what happens at the end it's gory it's, it's the in, goriest one out really of all is. of them and that's the one I did not expect the gore from the like, middle one yes the, well just the fact that it was just a cat I was yeah. not anticipating what happens mm-hmm. and I don't know if we want to spoil it or not but it is just so gnarly mm-hmm. it is something out of like like early Peter Jackson like, yeah just in terms yeah. of the nastiness of it and vividly nasty it's it's wet it is just <laughs> it's slimy oh man. my god and it's such a weird thing when you see it happen mm-hmm. to the basically you're like is this really happening am i watching what's going on <laughs> right. here right now is this and it does and it's effective yeah uh it's i i agree it's i don't know if it's my favorite but it's the one that i was probably the happiest throughout yeah um i don't know what else did you feel with this one um I like I said, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It was just the gore, the lunacy of it, the um, and it really did harken back to the old creep show movies for yeah. me. You know, well the so. fact that the cat is the killer. Yeah. You know, it's just you're narrow. You know, I've got two cats. I've got two black cats actually. So I was kind of eyeing them. And your cats kept jumping on me while we were watching the movie and freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> 
right? They just like they just knew they're like, oh, we'll mess with the genius here. Wow, like oh shit, <laughs> god damn it, Birdie. <laughs> oh, it was so nice. It was so nice. Um, yeah, I, I really, really like that one. Um, it's just the one that just I feel has just such a weird. Mm-hmm. A weird, almost an aura to it because mm-hmm. you—it's like I said, it's—it kind of twists your expectations. And everything's in blue. Did you yeah. notice that everything was blue? Yeah. It had a blue Which, tinge. It just like the, the sets were blue. It was just like and, this weird, otherworldly. And that's the thing. But each each individual segment really feels like a like a separate entity. Yeah, it's a di- each one's like a different movie, but it, it still works organically mm-hmm. within the flow. So, yeah, yeah, that's I, which I, is almost a credit to the show itself because each ep- each episode was. Was it's old, totally different animal. So they really kept the the, the feel of the show mm-hmm. in the movie, yeah, which is kind of hard is, to do and pretty welcomed. Yeah, so. and I'm just glad that they went for the full R then, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there was all that much swearing in it, but the gore really, the gore and the violence kind of made it an R-rated film, which yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, I can go oh, without cursing, you know, believe it or not. As Fuck long as that, right? Well, you know, some of us, <laughs> but as long as you're giving me the good stuff, the right. gore. I'm yeah. all for it, man. So mm-hmm. um, that leads us into the last segment, um, which is Lover's Vow. And that's probably the most heartfelt one. That's the one that had the most soul to me. This is the one I do remember from watching it back in the day because I had that. I, I didn't realize that you could have such a contrast of, you know, love and horror mm-hmm. work the way it did. Yeah. And effectively. Very much so. So this one actually has um, James Remar, who is a. Some of us know him from uh, The Warriors. He's uh, Dexter's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great character actor uh, where he basically plays the stumbling drunk, encounters a gargoyle. Gargoyle kills his friend. Gargoyle then says, I'll let you live, but you can't tell anyone about this. Right. And Ember. Then, yeah. yeah. And then you just and he, he goes away and then he goes on with his, with his life. But that's when things start happening for him. Mm-hmm. He meets uh, Radon Chong. Who's never looked better. No, I, uh, you know, I always adored her in Commando, but when I saw her in this... She was just beautiful. She really was. Yeah. Otherworldly, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah. which, you know... Spoilers! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, he becomes more of a successful artist, because that's the thing, he was an artist at the mm-hmm. time, uh, they have kids, he's just... Things are going well for him. Right, because he, he was... He couldn't sell shit. No, I, I mean, mean, he was his, this... Yeah, he was his, the, the, like stereotypical struggling starving artist Mm -hmm. uh and then ultimately things go better for him but he's haunted by that specter of the past right because he can't talk about it yeah he swore an oath Mm -hmm. and i will let's just say he eventually tells radon chong and shit happens yeah and i remember just as heartbreaking shit happens and where I'm going to spoil, uh, you know, a movie from 1990. Sorry, yeah. guys. You know, skip ahead if you want. But it turns out that Ray Dong Chong is, is the gargoyle. Yes. Yeah. And when he confesses to her, she just she gets mad, uh-huh. and then that anger turns to sadness because she really loved him. Yeah, because she said, "I really loved you. I really wish you wouldn't have said what you oh, did." And then she turns into the gargoyle, rips his throat out, yeah. which is just gnarly. But even the gargoyle and the kids. Oh, the. When the kids, kids come out, turn into the gargoyles, and they're little tiny little yeah. gargoyles. It's that creeped me out. Actually, yeah. I remember just something pint sized like that is not supposed to be so menacing and what have you. Because um, well, sometimes kids are fucking gargoyles anyway. Are they gargoyles anyway? No, it's just it's that low proximity to the ground. Mm-hmm. It's you know there's just but then but there's just such sadness even when as the gargoyle yeah like even ripping his throat out it's just like oh, I. Yeah, don't want to do this. Yeah, she's torn. You could tell that she like really because she really I really loved you. Yeah, you know, and you're just like, 
And that was, I would just remember as a young kid watching that going, oh, wow, that's really effective to me. I wasn't expecting that yeah. in a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, love and horror, they go hand in hand for the most right. part. Well, better than, most of the times it's sex and horror that go hand in hand. But, you know, very rarely will you get love and horror. But when they do, when it works, and it works well in this one, it's a, really a thing to behold. I really, yeah, now that's the thing. I really thought it worked well mm-hmm. uh, just because it was kind of a curveball. Yeah. Because, you know, you're introduced to the horrific at the very beginning. So it's basically the horror kind of books in, book it. Right. this one uh, because a love story and which is weird because you just finished the cat from hell which is super gore and then just almost like snippets of gore mm-hmm. but the effect creature effect was great it was fantastic i mean it looks a little dated now but at the same time it's still pretty effective i can still appreciate it well it's right. just the fact that you know we talk about it all practical the time on this. yes yeah. anytime that you can break out the practicals honestly nowadays that would probably be a cgi gargoyle yeah let's and face it looks stupid look like one of those new ninja turtles oh boy yeah, yeah. It's just which is unfortunate because you know such great craft goes into that mm-hmm. and it's something you can feel something you can see something you can be genuinely terrified of because it's there it exists um but yeah it's just one of those just very it's all it's very much a downer way to end it it is it's like you're like oh. well you know we we, we had uh, love the, hurts <laughs> yeah, at least within the throat there um right. so ultimately then we save um it's the last story so little boy is finally going she's like you know listen you've you know paused long enough you stalled mm-hmm. me let's get you in there and then a great little thing is like wait there's still one last story and it's very meta because he's basically kind of recreating his scenario in real time where he's like, well, the lady goes after him and then she trips on some marbles or whatever. And then she trips on the marbles and then ultimately she ends up stabbing herself, getting knocked into her oven. Like, like Hansel and Gretel. Very much so. And that's, it's a mirror image of it. And there's that great shot where he's eating the cookie at the end. He's like, don't you guys like, you know, love a happy ending. And then you get credits. Yeah. And I, I was like, that was a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, there, I could not have found a better way to kill an hour and a half. Right. It's just a good little horror stories. It's like, yeah, campfire tales. It's, it's so nice. It's so nice. And it's just, it is a perfect companion piece to the Creep Show mm-hmm. series, even though, again, it's not Creep Show 3, and officially it is. Um, but it's streaming now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely check it out yeah. if you can. It's, um, it's, it's worth it. There's, yeah, there's, uh, you can't go wrong. Right. You know, pair this up with Creep Show. Well, and with, the thing about with on Netflix, there's, there's so much shit on Netflix that people tend to overlook some of the older goodies on Netflix to look at some new shit. And so this is definitely one that, like, if you have not seen it, see it. If you haven't seen it in a minute, yeah, check it out. Revisit it. It's definitely a, a good recommendation mm-hmm. from us. Um, so all that being said, we will continue our... Uh, look at anthologies and future upcoming episodes. We're definitely going to be looking at Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to revisit some of the um, ones you talked about earlier. Yeah, the, but those are hard to find. Ah, well, you know, we, 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 we have about, our we, ways. We, 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 yes, we know, we, we're people who know people on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's going to be so many more to come. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you have some requests, uh, hit us up uh, at Boom Howdy mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, Boom Howdy on Facebook. Uh, let us know what you'd like to hear, you know, if there's yeah. anything else out there. Anything we should talk about or yeah. anything you want to like and say? Yeah, just let us know. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So, uh, man, this is nice and brisk, but, you know, that's the way, you know, the anthologies go. Exactly. It works out that way. So, my name is Greg. I'm Genius McGee. We will see you in your dreams.